Hey everyone, Stacy here from Holy Spirit Soapbox. I'm so glad you're here with me. Thank you so much for listening. Dan and I are so thankful for you all and just want to remind you that you're loved more than you know. So this week I had an experience I wanted to share with you. I was having some medical concerns that kept popping up periodically. So finally I decided to get it checked out by a doctor. Well, Dan Dan convinced me. PSA, don't let your pride get in the way like I did. Just go get checked out by a medical professional before you have to have your spouse or someone you love convince you, okay? Do as I say, not as I do, right? Anyway, long story short is physically I'm fine now. But in the moments leading up to my doctor's appointment, I was starting to get really, really nervous. Simultaneously, I had a really close friend that just went through a medical procedure that same morning. And I was trying to be there for her as a friend and just point her back to Jesus, remind her that he's holding her through this process um, and just try to be there for her and guide her back to Jesus's love and support all at the same time while I'm worrying about my own physical being and my situation. Now, she's such an amazing lover of Jesus that she was giving it right back to me. I just, I love her so much. But I just thought it was funny that we were both trying to be there for each other, remind each other of the gospel, of Jesus's love, of God's love, and then personally just coming back and feeling sorrow, worry, anxiety, fear, all of those emotional things in the flesh. Just an interesting point that I think we all have experienced at some point in our lives. So I had to make an appointment around the kids' naps times and Dan's work schedule and my work schedule and just all the household things that we have to do every day and got it all worked out. And I'm driving to my appointment and our son's Christian CD is yelling at me, turn your eyes upon Jesus. (laughs) Like, okay, I get it. I get it. I turned the, you know, radio knob to radio and heard a new song come on by Torrin Wells called Crazy About You. So it's a brand new song out on the radio, I guess. I had never heard it before anyway. And the lines of the chorus just stopped me in my tracks. It says, he's crazy about you. Didn't want to live without you. He traded the stars for a chance at your heart just to show you it's true. Whoa. All of a sudden, it was like peace filled my heart. And I remembered what Paul said in Philippians, to live is Christ and to die is gain. All I could think of when I heard the lyrics of this song, the chorus. Now, when Paul said that, he was writing to the Philippians from prison when he was imprisoned in Rome around AD 61. This was a church that he established back in, it was in Acts 16, 11 through 40. It was about 10 years prior, and he had just such a deep love and connection for these people in Philippi. He just longed for them and just kept writing to them because he loved them. So he wrote about his imprisonment and how it didn't hinder the gospel, but it actually furthers it. Can you just imagine being in prison, being in shackles and chains, and being thankful for God for using you in that moment? How inspiring is that? I don't know. It just baffles me every time I, I think about it or read about it. And just the, that metaphor of being imprisoned in whatever chains we have on in the moment and being thankful for it, through it all. He had trust, peace, and all of his eternal hope in Christ during his earthly imprisonment, even though in the moment it was just a really hard experience. I'm sure he was still always praising, always writing letters to people he loved. He's just full of joy, eternal joy. 
So here's the surrounding scripture. I'm reading from the New King James Version, and this is Philippians chapter 1, verses 19 through 26. And it reads, For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. And the word deliverance here, not necessarily meaning being freed from prison. Many people around this time had witnessed miracles that were done by Christ and his apostles. So Paul speaking of deliverance to the Philippians from these chains, whether being freed from prison or dying a martyr, may have been a new concept for the Philippians. Like death as a deliverance may have been a new kind of concept. Verse 20, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or death. Verse 21, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far, but it's more necessary for you that I remain in the body. And the thing I like about this is in the body, meaning like in the flesh, in his physical body, but also in this body of Christ on this earth. It just, it goes so deep. Paul's so cool. Verse 25, convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. So that through my being with you, again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. So he's, he's like, this is confirmed. I know I'm, I'm going to stay here in this fleshly body. But if I were to die, it's only for my gain because I get to be with Christ. It would have almost been easier, quote unquote, for him to pass on from this world. So he wouldn't have to be suffering here in the flesh on earth. But he wasn't concerned with his comfort. His humility and willingness to serve the body of Christ reigned superior. He was talking about Christ being magnified, no matter what happened to his physical body. In David Guzik's commentary of this passage, he describes it as a graduation or a net gain for the Christian if this were to happen. Paul didn't worry about what happened to him. He was more worried about Christ being glorified in every single circumstance that he went through and furthering the kingdom of Christ, no matter what happened to his flesh. He was convinced that God needed him to continue on in his mission. But if he did end up being a martyr in this moment, he would have just been that much closer to being with Christ for eternity. Charles Spurgeon said it like this, When men fear death, it is not certain that they are wicked, but it is quite certain that if they do have faith, it is in a very weak and sickly condition. So this carnal physical pain that I personally have been feeling and anything I experience in this life isn't so important anymore. What's the worst that could happen? Death? Then I get to be with Jesus forever and ever. So that's even better news. It's like whatever happens in this life on earth, we either get to live like Christ while being in Christ or we gain life in heaven and get to live with Christ while being in Christ. It's truly a win-win situation. God created life on earth. Then he was born in the flesh and lived as a human on this earth. 
Then he willingly died a brutal death for us. Then he resurrected so we could have a place in heaven with him to live forever. He did all of this because he loves us. This is the gospel, people. We can hear it over and over and over again, but sometimes we go through hard things and experience that love ourselves to truly understand it. My very short-term worry about being physically ill and actually being healthy is nothing compared to what some people have to experience in their lifetime. But it is a good reminder of the gospel, and I wanted to share that with you today. I invite you to meditate on God's eternal love for you. Please share the gospel with someone today. It's the least we can do for our Savior. Here are some questions for you to ponder. Question one, have you gone through something similar and been filled with worry? Question two, what are some ways you can remind yourself of God's eternal love in these moments of worry? And question three, do you have someone you can lean on to point you back to the gospel during your struggle? Or have you been that for someone else? I want to thank you all again for joining me on this episode. I pray that it blessed you just as you blessed Dan and I each and every day. Feel free to reach out to us anytime. We love hearing from you and connecting with you. You can visit us at our website on HolySpiritSoapbox.com, leave us a comment on YouTube, or visit any of our socials to get connected. And most of all, I pray you feel the wide, long, high, deep, eternal love that God has for you, yesterday, today, and always. To close us out, I invite you to go ahead and take your prayer posture, if it's safe to do so, and join me in praise, worship, and conversation with our Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in this moment to say thank you. We just love you so very much and are so thankful that you love us even more than we could ever imagine. Thank you for the gospel. We can't wait to be together with you for eternity and cannot even fathom just how glorious it will be to be in your presence. We invite you to flood our hearts, let our cups overflow, and allow us to be your hands and feet for your perfect plan while we're here, on earth as it is in heaven. Help us to rid us of our selfish desires and our hearts to make more room for you. Help us to serve and encourage each other in the faith and always point to you and your goodness and holiness. We're so thankful for you. We are fully submitted to you. In Jesus Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.